Put the fucking mic on. Mic is on. Joe cracked it on. This is P-Rose and you're listening to The End of the Bench. Welcome to episode 57 of End of the Bench. We are in Studio B. On this episode, Kenny Stills still isn't a fan of Jay-Z. I see what you did there. Yeah, you like that? College football week one, actually week zero. It's very confusing. We'll talk about the two games that are going to be on this weekend on Saturday. Sex Pills and Baseball is back. Um, gas station sex pills. Hot in the streets. Boner pills. Boner pills. XFL <laughs> team names and logos are out. We'll give the worst, give the best, what logo looks cool. And hopefully Blaine Gabbert can be on one of our teams that we actually like. I don't even know. I'm actually just super excited for this. Also, towards the end of the show, we have top three draft busts. We're going to give our worst draft players to ever get drafted and not turn out to be the guys they were supposed to be. You guys can figure out the names. I'm sure you guys have got a bunch of names in your head. We'll talk about it towards the end of the show. Of course, we have a Would You Wear it Supreme Week 1. Liam's hyped. I'm very hyped. We're, we're going to get all into that towards the end of the show. But let's kick off this episode with Hard Knocks. Episode 3 returns. We knew all the information leading up, but we didn't know, of course, the behind the scenes of it. Hard Knocks. This is what Hard Knocks is all about. Now we know... A.B. is getting involved with the helmet stuff. We finally. all know that finally. But now he's finally back at practice. Yeah. He's playing. He, it looks like he's starting to get back into the groove of being the, the team player that the Raiders wanted. That, that they paid $30 million this, year, this season for. Exactly. So, still pissed about the helmet situation. But we're getting more screen time for A.B., which is exactly what the Raiders and exactly what us fans want. That's right. We want to see him in the field. We want to see the drama continue to act up, and we're getting it. But we're also seeing that Gruden really, really has his back. Definitely. I mean, there was a just not in, talking off the field. Hmm. There was a ton of moments where they were just talking, joking around, telling stories. So like you can see, Gruden has an invested interest. There was a point when Gruden made a, a joke about uh, the cryotherapy. He said, you know, yeah. his feet hurt. He's like, why? He's like, my feet feel hot. He's like, why don't you go put your feet in some cryotherapy chamber? And he thought, I thought that was very funny. But one thing I know is that Gruden, he is, we talked about it last week too, that he has to put on this front against the media that he has his back. Majority Definitely, yeah. of the time, we, that's the only thing we're going to see, right? It's the only thing we're going to see. Yeah. And now Hard Knocks is showing us behind the scenes where we're going to be able to see what he actually is saying, for, for the most part. And we are. We're seeing that he actually has his back. He supports him, which is what A.B. wants. Definitely. So, you know, I have his back. Talking with coaches, talking to Mike Mayock, talking to um, Drew Rosenhaus, who, who appeared on this episode, which we'll talk in a second. But we see A.B. running routes. Basically almost a full form. Quick quick steps. Yeah, definitely. He, he looked... Right. If not 100%, 90% at worst. Yeah, and then he started talking in like third person, which is... That was weird. That was weird. Yeah, uh, it totally fits him though, you know? Totally fits That's A.B., yeah. That's A.B. in himself. There was also a, a scene where A.B. is sitting on the couch like laid out. I, think, I don't know if he was wearing like a robe. What was he wearing? That green outfit? Was it green? It was, it was a weird outfit. Oh, I don't remember exactly what color it was, but it was... You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. It was, it was talking... just that... I Honestly, I couldn't even tell you. It looked, like, it looked like he wrapped himself in a rug. Right, exactly. And he's laying down, real relaxed, and he's sitting with this analytics guy that's, I guess, either works for... That's such a cool job. Right, I think he either works for the Raiders, or he works for the NFL, or he works for, I guess... Maybe like private? Private, like he works with, the, you know, you see AB's trainer a couple times, yeah, maybe he yeah, works yeah. with the trainer, exactly. we don't really know. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's a, it, from what we found, it's basically like a private analytics expert. That was showing breakdown of his speed and yards runs compared to other top receivers in the NFL. Now, without even looking at this, you can guess that he definitely has the the top two. He's in top two rankings of every route efficiency, you know, sprint speed, whatever. But round 
looked at the chart and he's like, clearly I have the best numbers. And he clearly does. Oh, easily. Easily. And one of the gems of this scene was when he said he promoted this, but like he kind of, the stat nerd kind of what I guess the media was like, I saw him called like in a different articles or calling the stat nerd or analytic guy. He kind of got like blushed a little bit when he said that, you know, talking about how perfect his stats were. And he was, AB looked like he was a little shocked at first, but then yeah. he, he definitely, then you saw the cockiness come back in. And the best quote, quote was, he, AB said, men lie, women lie, but analytics don't lie. That's right. And I'm gonna, I love that. I'm That's gonna, awesome. I'm gonna say that to the, my grave. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whenever you're talking about a player right. stats, or you're, you're having an argument who's the better player, and you like, look, analytics don't lie. Numbers don't. <laughs> numbers never lie. That's true. So I thought that was a really cool thing. But what did you think about how Drew Rosenhaus, AB's agent, was kind of getting involved and getting his, getting his own screen time? I mean, obviously, it's gonna be good for him. Right. It's good for business, free press, but. I mean, it's almost like that's kind of A.B. showing, you know, to be almost a little dramatic by having his agent there. It looked like Gruden didn't want anything to do with him. Oh, definitely. Definitely. At all. He was on the field with Gruden talking about, you know, we're doing our best. We're doing everything we can to help out A.B. and yeah. keep him relaxed and comfortable. And Gruden did not seem like ha- – he didn't seem happy with how the conversation because I can you can tell he doesn't want this going on, but he supports him. Yeah, but he, it looked like he's talked about this situation so many times to Mike Mayock, the you know, the oh, Mark everyone. Davis, the media, his coaching staff. Last person he wants to talk to is his agent, which his agent, of course, is always on the AB side and is always giving the benefit of the doubt and saying that you know, oh, we're trying this, we're trying that, and I feel like it's almost a little bullshit too. Definitely, I mean, AB just made him a couple million dollars. With this deal, so right, and made some, like, made he's always going to back him, and I mean, I think, honestly, that's just the classic agent, you know, agent, team yeah, relations, right. exactly. Very, it's, and it's always unsettling, being like with like Scott Boris, it, exactly, being like the number one guy where he doesn't really cooperate so much with with the team. He yeah. always cooperates with players, of course, but exactly. Um, for, uh, John Gruden on this episode, you sh- you continue to see more of his funny side. You know, but there's always like the weird cursing. Like he he like puts in phrases, like screaming random curse words and mixing them into yeah. a sentence, which yes. doesn't make any sense. Like for Mike Glenn, who has a long ass neck, he said he's huge. He said, "Let's go fucking neck," and I'm like, and the, or also he said, "Fucking neck," and I'm like, yeah. I don't. This doesn't make any yeah, sense. I don't know what that means, but it's John Gruden-esque, right? That's like you know how there's like slang. That's John Gruden slang, right? Spider to one banana. That's, that's a play, it. but that's his favorite play. Exactly. Uh, Frank Caliendo, comedian and unbelievable impressionist, he was on the show to open up. Yeah. Where uh, Derek Carr, you remember in episode two, when he was getting all the rookies to come out and they would have to sing their song in front of everybody. They have to list their first name, um, school they went to, and sign, and sign bonus. bonus, and then sing their song. He said, oh, we also have one more rookie, and it's John Gruden. And, it was, and, I, and I remember seeing... Some clip of Frank Kelly on a post on Twitter. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see this. Can't wait to see this. So he said, John Gruden, University of Dayton. I do this shit for free. And I was dying. That's that hysterical. is exactly what, like, I don't know. It's just because he would do it for free. If Gruden did, it wasn't, if Gruden's going to pay $100 million over 10 years for this team. But I guarantee you, if he, 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 can, he would do this for free. Kelly Anderson, that? Yeah. But in real life, Gruden would. Oh, that's that's exactly something he would say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So he also then, and then of course, Gruden's phrase this whole uh, show has been all hard knocks. Yeah. All hard. knock on wood. If you uh, what is it? Knock on wood. If you're with me, we're with you, John Gruden. We're with you. Um, we also <laughs> find out that Gruden knew about the whole cryotherapy injury months before yeah. the media found out, which usually happens. Yeah, with, like, either with injuries or drama filled or re- release, you know, players getting released. But you know, you find someone that gets released or cut within yeah. the organization, you find that out twenty four hours or twelve hours in advance, exactly. Yeah, before the media starts, or yeah. even a couple hours before the media finds out, they knew about this months in advance. 
and kept it quiet. I mean, honestly, that's a good thing AB told them because at like you know his recent history, he might be trying to hide something, just not tell them, and try to deal with it on his own, and then right. eventually they'll find out. But right, so that's good. At least there's some communication there, just for their relationship's sake. Let's get into the back of quarterback battle. Both these guys, Mike Glenn and Nathan Peterman, played pretty decent. If you want to go there, I'm with Peterman. You're with Peterman. Oh, yeah. So you play a little decent against the Cardinals. You have both these guys continue to have bonehead plays, but then also show signs of that, hey, you could be back. Yeah. So I think I said, I don't even remember what I said last week. Do you remember what you said last week? I said Peterman, 100%. You said Peterman? Yeah, I'm still riding with Peterman. I'll ride the Peterman. I'll ride, right. I'll, I'll ride with Peter Pan. I, I, I would ride Peter with him. Pan. I would ride with him because I, I, he... You want to cheer for this guy, and and John Gruden loves Nathan Peterman. Yeah, I think he loves. Nathan I don't Peter understand more than why. I don't understand why because he stinks. Yeah, he's so bad. <laughs> yeah. He's he's awful. But the QB battle is gonna be great because we have how many more episodes? There's gonna be two more, right? It's gonna be this episode and then the last, uh, the last, the last game. one. Yeah, it's so preseason game leading into the season. All right, so we have two more episodes left. We're gonna see who's gonna mess up and. <laughs> it's basically like one of these guys is going to have to mess up horribly to give the other person the job. Because I think they're neck and neck, honestly. Definitely. And their level of not great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're right there. Um, Nathan, uh, not Nathan Pittman. Hunter Renfro. Rookie out of Clemson. Yeah. Wide receiver. Got some airtime last episode. Two-time national championship. Two-time national championship. Game-winning touchdown against Bama. That's right. 2017. Watching that game. Got a ton more airtime. And I think that it was different airtime. You, you still joked around. They were still joking around with Renfro, but you actually saw guys on both sides of the ball on his own team giving him props. Yeah. Which that was is, awesome. Which was so cool because, you know, he's a, what, he's a fourth round pick? Sixth round pick? It was, no, it was a fifth round pick. I'm pretty sure fifth. I don't know. We'll, have, we'll throw the graphic up or something like that, like right above my head or something like that. Wow, look at that. For yeah. our listeners, yeah. go check out the video. Yeah. And yeah, we are actually taping in Studio B with green screens. We had lighting cameras up, so you'll be able to watch us on YouTube and on uh, any social media platform we have: IGTV, Twitter, Facebook. What we're on was he fifth? Fifth. I was third times charm. So both teammates, both both guys on uh, both sides of the ball, offensive defense, were giving him tons of props. They're talking about his skill level, comparing him to like they're like, "Yo, this looks like a, a Julian a, Edelman, a young Julian Edelman." Yeah, which, which is ridiculous. Which is a really big compliment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're also complimenting about how his co- his play in college. They're talking about yo he he like he he worked Alabama. He worked Bama in the national championship. He did. He did. And, and then they showed a bunch of highlights of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty dope. Um, the best part about Renfro's screen time was when Gruden said he wanted uh, he showed we want players that are bigger, faster, well conditioned. <laughs> And then they throw his photo up on the screen, and it's gross. It's it's basically it looks like Tom Brady's uh, combine photo. You know, when they take the photo of them shirtless with their information on the side of them. Honestly, it's probably worse than Tom Brady's. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady was pretty out of shape then. But Renfro. Yeah, Renfro was, looked really bad. And then they showed him, like, stretching, like, awkwardly on the yeah, field yeah, right yeah. after that. And then it was a bad visual. Bad visual. Yes. These two guys we're about to talk about now, two tight ends. Yep. Which one do you like more? Luke Wilson or Dale Moore? Darren Waller. That's honestly hard. I love Waller's. He's just, I'm almost like humility and just, he's, he's real. He's legit. But then uh, Luke Wilson is just hysterical. So I'm torn between both of them. Next episode is going to really have to convince me. So Luke Wilson, he's, uh, I think, a six or seven year vet. Yep. Seahawks for a while. Seahawks for a little while. And when the dog is barking in the background. Yeah, shout out Biscuit. Shout out Biscuit's barking. Um, Got the long hair, luscious hair. Luscious. Funny, really funny clips with his dad on a boat. Yeah, that was funny. Going under the Golden Gate Bridge. He's a little bit of a weird dude. A little bit, a little awkward guy. You see, you see Alcatraz in the in the, in the out yes. there, pretty far, and he's like never really been a bridge guy, but I fucking love this bridge. <laughs> really weird. It's a great bridge. It's a great bridge. Um, do you want to do something with biscuit? Good? Yeah, he's good. He's chilling for now. Uh, Luke ha- Luke Wilson hasn't been on a boat in like a decade. He said, and it was like that was honestly like one of the funnier parts too. Another be- another good part with uh, Luke Wilson's screen time was uh, he uh, had was getting like 
body shamed by uh, John Gruden about his calves, which is pretty funny because he cut his shorts really, 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 really short. He was talking about how he wanted to cut them shorter so he had a little more, a little more uh, mobility. And Gruden, of course, was busting his balls, of course, which, you know, every coach would do. Of course, I would do the same, but I like to wear the shorts a little, a little higher too. All my friends bust my balls about my swimsuit. Let's talk about Darren Waller now. Darren Waller had no problems of discussing how he had his horrible setback. So he recently celebrated two years of being clear, uh, clean and sober, which then he went into detail about he had some drug issues with like opioids and pills. Yeah, and yeah. Really bad shit. Like really, really bad shit. Where he was in the Baltimore Ravens and they showed clips of him on the field and he looked absolutely out there. He just, he looked like one, just like spaced out and mm-hmm. two, like he did not want to be there. Right. He went on to say, uh, I was super burned out, Waller said. I wondered, am I myself on the way out in this league so I didn't look like a, qu- a quitter? I was thinking the league would put me out of misery and I'd just go about my business. These are two games suspension for violating the league's substance abuse policy. He also was talking to some Madden adjusters. Yeah, the rating adjusters with that. That was pretty cool to see. It was pretty cool to see because we always hear about these mythical people. Yeah. I mean, for us... It's like a dream job, right? Yeah, right. Us guys, we don't see this too often. We saw that these guys are actually on the sideline. Oh, it was sick. It was pretty funny. And these guys don't look like athletes at all. They look like, you know, computer nerds. Yeah, honestly. The job is pretty cool. But to bring it back to Darren now, Darren actually talked to them and he actually, and they said, what do you think your ratings, Darren? 68 overall. It was 68. Yeah. So it was low, but a lot of players would be bitching and moaning. Oh, but they had Jonathan Abram. Yeah, on. Jonathan Abram. He would shut cool. up to them. He, like, he was like he was, serious, too. He was like, yo, my speed's better than that. My my tackling's better, whatever he said. But Darren, and they were like, oh, what's, what, uh, you better man or zone coverage? He's like, both. Right. Right, <laughs> exactly. But Darren was like, you know what? I have a lot to prove. Yeah, he was straight up at it. Oh, uh, they told him his rating straight up. He said, "I got a lot of work to get, a lot, a lot of work to do." So this guy is definitely a guy you can root for. Oh, like, undoubtedly, like absolutely, you can root for. So to finish off the Hard Docs episode, of course, the the Raiders played the Arizona Cardinals in the preseason game, in which they actually ended up winning. Kyler Murray actually made an appearance. Of course, he started the games. You saw him playing, but there was a point in time where. They sacked him a bunch of times. They rushed him, and he had to run, he had to run out of the pocket. He was getting killed. He was getting killed. So, Kyle Murray was like, why do you got to bring the house to me, bro? He's talking to Antonio Brown. AB said, you got to get used to that because you're fast, bro. And this is almost <laughs> this almost brings it back to the topic we talked about last podcast with Devin Booker. Yep. The old clip of, uh, I think it was earlier in the summer, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Where he was playing some pickup game. With yep. Joakim Noah and a bunch of other guys. And they said double team. He's like, yo, I'm just trying to get my shots in. Exactly. And it's like, yo, if you if you want to be playing real time, like real time and, and, and real game speed. Yep. And with real stuff, like guys are going to sack you and they're going to try yep. tackling you, they're going to try hurting you, try to put you to the ground. You got to be ready. I mean, Gilbert Arenas commented on that and basically said that same exact thing to him. Like, you got to practice what happens to you. And if you look at the numbers... Guess who's double teaming the most? Who's that? Percentage-wise, in the NBA. Devin uh, Booker. Really? So, bro, if this is what's going to impact your game the most, you get double teamed the most, you should be the one in the league working on it the most. Yeah. I think our camera just shut off. Did you hear that? Yeah, I'll go check that in a second. Yeah. Um, let's continue more about AB. Antonio Brown, could he be the next T.O.? I mean, we're not, we're we're talking about we're not really talking about stats here because the stats of T.O. is going to be a Hall of Fame player. Antonio Brown will be a Hall of Fame player when his career is all finished up. It's, he already has amazing statistics already. We're talking about post career um, stuff. T.O. is a incredible player, but previous antics have so far kept him out of the Hall of Fame. I think T.O. will be a Hall of Famer, but could you could you see Leon? Could you see Antonio Brown? being the next T.O. in a sense where 
he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame the first time because of all of his BS controversy with his former teammates, the helmet situation, the cryotherapy stuff, not being prepared. What, what Do you think he can be the next T.O. negatively? Definitely. Not even a question. I mean, just right out of the gate when you think of all of his off-field antics and then, I mean, he hasn't really been a part of on-field antics for the most part compared to other guys like T.O. Right. and OBJ who just comes to mind. But I think there is a chance that he could play into it and, you know, I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer regardless. Just like T.O. should. Exactly. Just like I think T.O. will be a Hall of Famer regardless. Mm-hmm. But first ballot, maybe even second ballot, people might, you know, people might which criticize is, him for that. Which is terrible. Like, T.O. should be the first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, definitely. 100%. And, you know, people are thinking, like, yo, could it really be because of the, the BS stuff? I remember T.O. doing the sit-ups on his driveway. Oh, my. And just all, and like, in fighting with every team that he had. Quarterbacks yep. and stuff like Crying that. Crying for Tony Romo. That's my quarterback. <laughs> to finish off this, the Hard Knocks, this is going to be into next week's Hard Knocks. Packers versus Raiders in Canada. That's tonight on Thursday Night Football. Ooh. Of course, we're recording Thursday. You guys will be getting the pot tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers rocking the Canadian tuxedo, full denim. I love it. He had denim tee under. He had denim tee? Denim tee, too. Denim all. Denim everything. Canadian tux. Arriving in Winnipeg, I think this would be so funny to see this on Hard Knocks. Yeah, you know, it's be a lot of great content. I'm all about it. It's gonna be awesome. Are we gonna see like a Jonathan Abrams sacking Aaron Rodgers kind of thing? Ooh, if, wow. well, if Rodgers even plays, he hasn't even touched the field yet. Which I don't that's think... true. And honestly, he he might he might he might not. He might not. But we're we're gonna see. Some... Well, we already saw last night. If you listen to this on Friday, right. But us in real time, we're going to see. Yeah, we're going to see. So, just to continue on with some more football, to end up the football topic, uh, Kenny Stills, wide receiver for the Dolphins, has been in the news about not really standing with Jay-Z because he's all about Kong Kaepernick, which is totally fine. The funny thing about this story is that the head coach, Brian Flores. Yes. Prankster. We assume that he really likes Jay-Z. Because he yeah. played... He played eight straight minutes, eight no, not minutes, eight straight songs of Jay Z at pl- at practice. That's sending a message. Is that sending a message? Are you being? Is he being a dick on purpose, or is he joking around? I mean, when did Jay Z get big? Like the late nineties, right? Yeah, I think like yeah, mid to late nineties. And where? In New York. It was in um. Was he? Was he? I think I'm pretty sure Brooklyn. I'm from yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. And Where you want to know something that lines what up? What the fuck? With the Nets too. He was with the Nets. What are we talking about? Yeah, that's oh, oh, that was bad. bad. That was All bad. right, but guess who was around 20, growing up in Brooklyn, when Jay Z was at his peak or uh, at, at his you know, peak beginning. Can I guess? Guess Taylor. I'm gonna say it's Brian Flores. Yeah. So maybe that's why he likes Jay-Z so much. Maybe he likes Jay-Z like that. And he's like, yo, this, don't disrespect my boy. Exactly. Like, you, if you grow up on someone, like, if everyone, think about your favorite band or favorite artist. Right. Like, you saw a guy, like, who's, I mean, I guess, technically, like, your underling, like, you're coaching him. Like, you have a little more power than he does. But I think it's also a troll job, too. 100% troll job, but also maybe he, a little, a little personal, like, you know, that's, that's my guy. Boy. That's my guy. Um, shout out Kenny Stills. I think you went to Oklahoma. I'm almost positive. Almost positive Kenny Stills went to Oklahoma. Like, I can bet my life savings on. Correct, Taylor. Look Cha-ching! at that. Cha-ching! Let's get into Cash first time talking about it this year. Yes. College football is back. We didn't really get into Finally. the ranking system because, honestly, we forgot. There's a lot of stuff going on when we were talking about college I'm football. I'm not happy with my team's ranking. How, how do you feel about your team's ranking? I don't know where my team is. That's how bad I am right now in college. Come football. on, Taylor. I know I'm pretty. It's pretty fucked up. I, I don't know why you. Just, I got. I put myself in my own pickle. I, I know they're at four. I put myself in my own pickle. Yeah. All right, so they're at four, and then yeah. my team, Ohio State's at five. Sorry, I'm drinking right now. Um, I like where I'm at. I do not. You're gonna stay there. You're not going to fucking anywhere. You're not going above OU, Taylor. I don't like starting at five. Well, I want to start right around ten. You work your way up. At five, there's too much to lose. So you're nervous. 
I'm always nervous, Taylor. For the last, like, three seasons, I've been nervous. Yikes. Yes. All right, let's start. It's not week one. We're going to start with week zero. Love. Yes. Um, nada. Whatever the fuck you want to call zero. it. Yeah. That, that too. We have two games on Saturday. We have the Miami Hurricanes versus the f- number eight Florida Gators. We're going to see our first top ten team playing this year on Saturday, 7 p.m. What do you think about this game? I'm hyped for this game. There's a lot of um, storylines with this. Definitely. I mean, you have Miami. They have the new coach, Manny, Manny Diaz. Diaz. I was See, the last Manny, time we did this, we Manny did Acta? the... You want... No, no, no. Oh. We did the Diaz Ruiz for Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz. And oh. we said Andy Diaz. Yeah. We Man, and Manny guess, Diaz. And guess what? You guys didn't hear that because we, we cut that shit out because we fucked up so bad. Uh, on that. That's right. We're looking at the camera. The camera's not even on. on anymore. We gotta fix that camera issue. Too. Yeah, I'll, uh, it ran for like I don't know. It ran for probably like the twenty minutes. No, I think it ran for like fifteen minutes. Oh boy. Fuck. All right. So this game, you have, I'm hyped for this game. You have Manny Diaz, right. new incoming coach from Miami. He's firing up. I think they had six or seven like big name transfers coming, including your boy. Not my boy. Your boy, though? No. Who's your boy? Who's my boy? The quarterback. Josh Fields is my boy now. Wow. But this... this Tate, Tate Martell. Tate Martell. He lost the job. I, I was... Because he's kind of a punk-ass bitch, though. <laughs> oh. Okay. Coming in hot. Yeah, that was, that was a little aggressive, Taylor. Uh, but nah, I definitely... Yeah. You see the girl he's dating? No. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Tell you why he's distracted. <laughs> he's not getting playbooks down. He's not getting shit down because he's attracted by his very beautiful girlfriend. But I think the Florida Gators kind of overrated, to be honest with you. They've, they've, I don't know. I think it's, I, my only thing is I want to see this kid, is, is it Williams the starting quarterback? Correct me if I'm wrong. For the Miami Hurricanes? Yeah, who is like a, uh, uh, I think he was a pretty sure redshirt freshman. Came in this year and won the job. Right, 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 right. right Over right. like transfers and then just, you know, uh, Older quarterbacks. So, are we going to... Over, under, how many times are we going to see Tate Martell on screen? Seven and a half. Six and a half. half. Six and a half. That's the name right there. Yes, Williams. Oh, Jaron Williams. Correct. Six two two ten freshman out of Georgia. 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 So, yeah, that's that's our first game. Uh, The lines for that game... Oh, I'm just fucking myself up. Big time here with our my links here. Uh, I think it has um, the Florida Gators winning this game. Sorry, our computers are freezing up here. Hundred percent Gators by seven. Did you start it back up again? Yes. The camera's going for those who are listening. Again, right. check it out on the video. Bingo, Instagram, bingo. Twitter, YouTube. But uh, Florida Gators. Gators given seven. They are giving seven. Right. Um, who do you got in this game? Uh, I got I really, the Gators. I, really I want Miami. I don't know enough about. I'm, I team. want the U to be back. You want? I don't want. I want the U to be back. I really don't because they were just, they were just straight chaos when they were when they were you know big time. Yeah, I'm well, about when that. they had the, like the turnover chain, and then when they got smacked in the bowl game. Not even turnover chain. I'm talking like. Oh, you're talking about the U, the U. Oh, Ray Michael, Lewis, Michael Irving days. Yes. Um, Jonathan Vilma. All those. Jeremy guys. Shockey. Yes. That you. That you. You. Rondane. Yes. Um, second no, game. No, Rondane didn't go to Miami. I have no idea where Rondane went. I just said yes, just so I can say yes. He went to. SMH. Shake well, my head. You shake your head. That wasn't even close. Wisconsin. Damn. Wow, that wasn't even like. It's like a tight. What the fuck was that? It's red. I'm taking the LTA. All right, we got uh, Arizona Wildcats versus Hawaii. The the Rainbow Warriors. Great name. I the Arizona's gave it, it's eleven and a half. Minus eleven and a half for Arizona. Taking Arizona. Yeah, I'm gonna take Arizona in this. I really don't know anything about any of these teams. Hawaii like regularly uses loses to UMass. So take Arizona. Fuck dude. Shout out UMass. You went there. Shout out UMass. Yeah. But I'm just excited for college football to be back. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, either I'm, either, either I'm watching this by myself or we might hang out Saturday, watch it together. We'll do a little something-something. The Cabana chilling. Ooh, Ooh. Okay. Throw it back. Let's get into... Count the Cabana. Let's get into Major League Baseball. Hell yeah. On 
our doc sheet, we have MLB sex pills may include PEDs. Under that, under that, we have boner pills equal steroids for your dick. So, yes. these sex pills, correct me if I'm wrong, you read, you read the article, right? I did. I read I, a little uh, bit. The ESPN Jeff Passan. Yeah, Je- Jeff Passan. Passan? Yeah, that's what I said. That's what they call it. I pronounce it like, you know, the Volkswagen Passat? Yes. Passan. Passan. Passan? Yes. Finally, I'm, correct- I'm correcting you. With, with <laughs> I'm correcting you for once. You, I get I, I can't read basically. I basically just can't read. So this article, I got the reading. You got the uh, the pronunciations. Awesome. I deal deal perfect deal. So <laughs> the the sex pills are a a big issue in the last couple of days. Where Jeff Passan wrote this article on ESPN talking about how players are buying these. The over-the-counter uh, gas test, station, yeah, test pills, which has been a joke. Which I've I've seen I see them all the time. They're just always sitting right there, right in front of your face. Yeah, right? I used to joke with guys at school, and we we're like, "Yo, let's go get some pills," you know, pop them. <laughs> and we would never do it because one, it's like it's super risky. I just feel like how would you rather that, would you rather have a, a a guy deliver you these like these pills or like a rather, doctor? Yeah, a doctor, <laughs> or if it's a, a a drug dealer or what have you. Like a Viagra drug dealer? Like giving you these, these pills. Okay. Or would you rather go behind a shady shell gasoline gas station at fucking 2 a.m. buying testosterone pills? Testosterone pills. I mean, I'd probably like to get it prescribed from a doctor, but... So the reason for this, I don't know why. The why guy, are guys taking these? I, the guys, these guys are trying to find new ways to get past the drug testing. And they're not succeeding. They're just slamming these these sex pills, boner pills, whatever you want to call them, just for testosterone? Popping them. They're going pop. Yeah. What? Yeah. They're popping pills. I thought they were actually like using it, using it. What do you mean using it, using it? Using it for what it's made for. Oh, like if you have low T? No, like getting it on. Yeah, if you have low testosterone, you use this and it raises your testosterone up. No, these guys are fucking cheating the game. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing shit. But is it is it the right shit though? No, no, that's crazy. It's weird. But let's talk about the Tigers. Sounds like a lot of work, honestly. It does, and it's like super risky. I think there's been a couple guys that have already been caught so far this season. Yeah, so it's not even worth it. I feel like every month Jeff Passan, which I like like his stuff a lot, he always breaks some like crazy story. He's always the one breaking. It's him and Rosendahl breaking stories of trades and signings yeah, yeah. and anything. But once a month or so, twice a month, or tw- once every two months, he puts out this huge story. And this is the next big story. Boner pills. Boner pills. I are, love it. Are taking over Major League Baseball. That's right. They are. Yeah. So the Tigers pull off one of the biggest upsets ever in basically the last 15 years. But if you guys remember, we basically said that same exact sentence a couple weeks ago. Orioles broke a unbelievable record. Uh, I mean, won an unbelievable game where they were a huge underdog. Plus four ten, I believe. Yeah, plus four ten against the Astros. But now this one, the Tigers won, pulling off one of the bigger upsets in the last fifteen years when they were the biggest. It is the biggest now. A plus four thirty five underdog against who? The Houston Astros. Same team. Same team as the Orioles. Verlander pitched a hell of a game. Against his former ball club, first time he's he's done that. I think first time he's done that. No, can't be. Um. Anyway, Verlander pitched a hell of a game. Struck out ten plus again. I think for like the eighth, seven, seven or eight straight start in his, you know, for this season, which is unbelievable. Yep. Um, two to one loss though. You had the bottom of the ninth. You had Robinson Torinos with two outs. He did a bomb to the gap. Right, right fielder for the Tigers who. I don't know, and I don't really think anybody really cares because they're one of the worst teams in baseball. Dives That's for fire. it, misses it, center fielder kind of botches a little bit, but then you've got a perfect relay, and then Torinos is out at third to end the game, and he was a triple away from the cycle, I'm pretty sure. No. So he was out at third. Game over. Tigers win. Huge, huge upset win for uh, all you big degenerate gamblers out there. That's right. Now, to continue on with the story, Verlander, after the game, if you know baseball, if you watch post-games, pitchers always talk after the post-game. You have the managers talk post-game, and anybody that Bingo. had some significance, some sort of significance exactly. in the game. 
So Verlander talked after the game to the Houston reporters, and majority of the time it's usually just your home team is interviewing your starting pitcher. But yeah. since he played for the Tigers back this whole entire career over the last couple of years, you had some Detroit Tigers reporters, beat writers for in, in Detroit, came to just interview. Yep. And there was one guy that was actually not there. Uh, Anthony Fetchin, right? Nope. Fenich. Fenich. I totally missed that. Uh, Fenich of the Detroit Free Press was not allowed in the locker room. Sorry. The clubhouse whatsoever. So the Astros deny Fenich uh, after the 2-1 to loss. Uh, Verlander basically went on to say, I have the tweet here, um, he's just, I guess he's just not a fan of this guy. He, from the years past, I think there's just some issues from years past. Yeah. I don't know if you want to read this or do you want to read this? Um, I'll read it. Okay. So, Verlander tweeted out, I declined to speak with... Uh, the Free Press. The Free Press rep last night because of his unethical behavior in the past. I reached out to the Free Press multiple times before the game to notify them why and to give them an opportunity to have someone else there. Ironically, they didn't answer. And then he went on to say... Uh, I actually really like that. Ironically, they didn't answer. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Although I tried to avoid this situation altogether, I've still reached out to the free press multiple times today with no response. They're still not interested in my side of the story. And that was uh, about eight hours ago. And noon. Thursday. Right. So you have a this weird situation where a pitcher is now denying access to reporters. Yep. Now it's part of your job that you're supposed to answer to reporters, even if you do, if even if you pitch well, pitch great, you win or you lose. We talked about this with Clint Frazier. Right. We did talk about this with Clint Frazier. You have to, you know, face the music. The difference yeah. between Clint Frazier and Verlander. Verlander is a Cy Young MVP World Series champ. Yes. And a veteran and a future Hall of Famer. Clint Frazier is just a punk ass bitch. Um, Whoa. But I love Clint Frazier. But he's got to just own up to it. He's like, yo, just. Do your thing, dude. It's part of your job. Do your thing. But with this, there there wasn't a good relationship in the past. Yeah. With this reporter and Verlander, so I think Verlander had the benefit, ha- absolutely had the right to deny access. I'm on Verlander's side. For I this. am one thousand percent on Verlander's side with this. Absolutely, without a doubt. Not so, a question. Not a question. We're pro Verlander on this podcast. That's right. And pro- eh, except when he's playing the Yankees. Yes, except when he's playing the Yankees. Just about to say that. So uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into special segments. Of course, top three biggest draft busts. Would you wear Supreme Week number one? And XFL watch. We're talking teams with best or worst logos and names. And we'll get into uh, that right after the break. All right, special segment time. Hell Let's yeah. get into it. Let's start off with the biggest draft busts in sports history. All right. Who wants to go first? Um, or paper scissors. Or on the camera. It's perfect. Once. Just one. Just once. Says shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, says shoot. Fucking A. Taylor. I keep doing this Taylor. to myself. Taylor. Ah! It's the fifth time in a row I've done rock, bro. Damn it! I told you last time. <laughs> you did. You did. Uh, you know, just to tell everybody now, so we are doing this on the camera as well. It's it's working for now. So we're going to put a lot of the clips, short clips on IGTV, like I said before, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and of course we'll have the podcast, which you're listening to right now. Of course. And we're going to continue doing that since we have this beautiful green screen and unbelievable lighting here. That's we right. Make us, we, we're looking... I think we look pretty hot. I hope so. I hope so, too. My face is super red because it's so fucking hot in here. Uh, I was editing. You look tan, so. Nice. Yeah, we're good. I look like a real Israeli. Just like <laughs> tanning. So let's start off. You go first. The biggest bust. I got to go to Marcus Russell. Fuck you. Damn it. What, you had? I had him. Okay. Guy can throw a football from his ass like 70 yards. But he oh, easy, eat, yeah. But he can eat two buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like he can hell it. You know, remember the, remember the story we talked about on the podcast a while ago where it was like a rumored, it, it was told to be true and became a rumor that became false about how uh, they sent over a, some tape. Oh, yeah. They sent over tape to, to give the Jermuckers Russell so he can go home and watch some film 
but nothing was on the film. And they asked him, did you watch any of it? And he lied and said, yeah, I watched it. And of course he was lying because there's nothing on it. But if it was true... I, I buy that. That is such a Jamarcus Russell thing. Oh, that's why I buy it. One of the worst like draft picks ever in, 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 in football ever. Yeah. All right, so you picked a very good one. So I'm going to go with... Mm, mm, mm. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, sorry to interrupt real quick. Sure. We're doing this because we have NBA season starting up, NFL season starting up. We're going to see some draft busts. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so we're going to, like, you know, figure out. Um, I just got to look up real quick. Um, I can't even spell his name. Um, hold on. I'm going to look up real quick. Don't you say it because you're Are you doing at... him first? I might. Am I... Is that bad? I'm not saying anything. I might. You know what? I'm gonna actually. I'm not gonna go with him first. I'm gonna go with fucking cunt. Oh, you know what? Ryan Leaf. Going Ryan Leaf. Good one. Uh, he was the second overall pick. Ryan Leaf. That's correct. Peyton Manning was taken over. Yes, Peyton Manning was like the 1998 draft, 97 draft. I want to say. Me? Um. No. 1998. Oh wow! Pick okay. number two, first round. Yes. Ryan Leaf, supposed to be a stud. A stud. He was a stud out of Washington State. Unbelievable college quarterback. Fortunately, substance abuse. He took a lot of pills. He drank a lot. He fought a lot of his teammates. He he freaking fought that one reporter. Yeah. Really rough stuff. So I'm going with Ryan Leaf as my first pick. All right. And then round it out. Yeah, you're swinging around. Um, now I'm actually going to look that up what I was looking at before. So, I what do you think of what I'm about to pick? I'm letting you pick it first, Taylor. Tell the people. I'm going to go with Darko Milicic. Darko was, I'm, I'm trying to look up NBA draft. I'm going to see, he was picked number two, correct? Yes. Correct. Correct. He was supposed to be this freaking ridiculous center out of Serbia, played for the Pistons. The pick was from Memphis. And he turned out to being... He's NBA champion, bro. He is, but he's, he, he he's averaged NBA six champion. points a game for being a number two overall pick. I mean, he was definitely a bust, but... He's, he was a bust he's, when... It, he's the one chip. I know he won a chip, but being a guy that that he was number two... And he was there was rumors about him being picked over LeBron. Yeah. He even was thinking about picking him over LeBron James. No, that's true. Now, think of that happened. Oh. That would be bad. That'd be crazy. So, NBA would be changed forever. I'm going Darko Milicic as a, as a draft bust. Okay. What do you got? Next up. With number. I don't two. think you're going to like this. Mm, okay. He did pretty much nothing in the NFL. Okay. And he got a stupid haircut. Okay. Brian Bosworth. <gasps> oh! Fuck you, Liam. <laughs> I know he's your guy, but he was a bust, bro. Yeah, he was a real bust. <laughs> he was, believe me, he was sick in, in college. Absolutely sick. But he only played three seasons. He retired after a shoulder injury. And he got a contract that was wild. Ten years, 11 mil at that time. You talk about one of the most popular college players of all time. Yeah. One of the best linebackers of all time in college football. That's which correct. Let's be clarify in college. But what ruined his career, what ended his career was when Bo Jackson ran him over. Oh, yeah. That's it was what just done. derailed his career from the get-go. You know? Exactly. I have one more to swing around. Uh, go ahead. I'm going Anthony Bennett. One that's, I would wow, say, a lot, that's more re- really good. a lot more recent than the ones we're talking about. I mean, DeMarcus Russell, DeMarcus Russell is kind of recent. Uh, but obviously Ryan Leaf, Darko, Brian Bosworth, those are all back in the day for us at least. That was pretty good. I mean, bro, he he freaking stunk. Why? He's he working his way back in the G League now. I mean, he's still not good. Why did they? But, why did? Why did Cleveland draft him? It was it uh, UNLV? Right. Right out of UNLV. Honestly, I have no clue. I and that was like something that happened like yeah. real quick too. That popped up on everyone. Like no one was expecting him. To play, and now I think he's with uh, in the G League with the Agua Caliente Clippers. So, not great. I drafted him in my fantasy league this first year. His rookie year? Yep. Thought he was be really good. Was he horrible his rookie year? Uh, I don't think I played at all. I think he. I, I think he put. A, he either didn't play or he, he like for a rookie like all right. 
Let's see what we got. He put up four points a game. Oh, how many minutes? All right, he was only playing 13 minutes a game. That stinks, dude. Uh, hey, well, let's, let's see, he's per 36. If he was playing star, oh, my, oh boy, 24% from three. Oh, man. He's putting up 12 points and eight boards in 36 minutes. But the problem is he only played a third of that in a game. That's a number one pick, though. Yeah, no. Nah. You know? Well, his third season, which is when, like, you're supposed to boom. Yeah. 19 games played, zero started, four minutes played a game. Not good. No. All right, so that's yours, your list. That's I'm going to end mine with a guy that many people don't know who he is. But in the baseball world, if you know your baseball and you know your Yankee draft picks. I know. I know my Yankee draft picks. You know who this is, Brian Taylor? Yes, I do. Brian Taylor was one of the bigger draft picks out of the 1991 draft, and he was so good that Scott Boris gave him a call at high school. Yeah. Because he's one of the best pitch prospects he's ever seen. The best pitching prospect he's ever seen. That's this ridiculous. Guy is, this guy has been around the best players of all time, Scott Boris. And he still believes that to this day. Now, he was a top-ranked prospect in the early 90s, lived up to that at first, having two great years in 1992 and 1993 um, in, in AA. However, during the 1993 offseason, he got into a bar fight, which then dislocated his shoulder, missing the 1994 season as a result, and he was never the same recovering, and he had um, some really bad stints in rookie ball. He got put down there. After retiring in 2000, and he will, he probably would have been one of the better Yankees of all times, from what Scott Boris has told news reporters and what Yankees staffs and scouts which was seen in the early 90s. That this guy was legit. Yep. And I think he was the first like African American player drafted by the Yankees at. I think he first overall. I think he was drafted first overall. Really? I th- I'm like almost positive. I mean, if he was that hyped up, like Boris Manning to me, then that would make sense. Yeah, Brian Taylor. Um, he was pretty bad. Yeah. After, after oh, the, 22 yeah. and 30 with a 5.12 ERA. Yeah. First overall draft pick, 1991 draft. I think he was the very first African American player to get drafted from the Yankees at number one overall. Wow. So he was a big deal. Yeah. And he never pitched again. Left-hand thrower. That sucks. Through Chad. And uh, he just sucked. So that's our list. I got Ryan Leaf, Darko Milicic, and Brian Taylor. I think you have definitely the better list than I do. You think so? You have better. You have bigger names than I do. The Jamarcus Russell was my number one pick. Oh, was it really? Yeah, that was my Oh, pick. okay. Um, I wasn't going to do that one first. I was going to do the Bosworth. Just kind of, like, you know. Shake, put you in a pickle right yeah, away. That would have been a dick move, but you got me anyway. So give us your top three biggest right. busts ever. We're going to put it on Twitter and all social medias. So like, retweet, like share, stuff. and comment below and give us your list. Because we were, we're wondering what yours is. Some honorable mentions. I got a couple. Hey, me. Uh, we got Greg Oden. Ohio State. Ohio State, your team. Yep. Um... Drafted uh, number one. Yeah. Over the best players of all time, Kevin Durant. So Sad. Blazers, Blazers had him and then Brendan Roy both go out in the early in their careers. Brendan Roy was so freaking good. Bro, he would have been he would have been like Damus right now. I think Brendan Roy could have been what, better. No, I think Lily's better than him. But Roy was really good though. Yeah. Um, other guys, I have Mark Appel was a guy. He's bounced back everywhere. Pitcher. Yeah, he never made the majors, right? He's still trying to get his way there, but he's kind of a bust right now. He's done for. I, I, th- I don't know if he's done for, but he hasn't really played okay. that well. Um, Kwame Brown. That's a hell of a name. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wizards and Lakers. Oh, let me really think. Eddie Curry? Eddie Curry. For what he was supposed to be? Uh, there's, a fam- there's a funny, famous clip of Stephen A. roasting Kwame Brown. Early Stephen A. Oh, I'm not surprised. So funny. We'll pull, we'll tweet that thing out. Um, I also have uh, Trenton Richardson. Oh, okay. We. I also have uh, Robert Griffin III, rookie of the year, but so many injuries turns into a backup, and he's not playing at all, and he kind of sucks. I like it. All yeah. right, so now I also before have, we get – oh, you got one more thing? Yeah, I, I have myself. I love it. Shoulder injury. Uh, my, derailed my career. Fair enough. Never mind. I could have been a, the greatest of all time. You don't know. You know what? 
I like that optimism, Taylor. You don't know. So before we get into special segments, mm-hmm. we're going to run over what we have in front of us real quick. Yeah. All right. So first off, we have a Jordan 1 retro high mm-hmm. in the royal blue, game royal colorway. For our viewers, there you go. If you're not, go watch our videos. And then, Taylor, what do you have over there, Shoe? We have, and I actually know what this is because I've become sort of a shoe guy. Hell yeah. We have the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Kyrie Irvings. That's right. Very nice. I got that right, right? You got that right. Can you guess the number? Um, I don't know if it says it. Let me see the bottom. I don't. There's a hint on the bottom. 11s. Nope. Oh, you fucker. It says right there. That's the number. I know. What is it? Four. Because they have four color, four colors oh, on the sole. Oh, you know what? Get out of I here. I mean, that's that's something like it's a very, very, very subtle hint. And I probably read like ten articles about that shoe alone. So, you know what? These are cool looking. It's got the weird um, the uh, Illuminati, Illuminati thing, yeah, Illuminati thing in the background. Which is, you know, talking about that, it's crazy that Nike will put the Illuminati yeah. on Kyrie shoes, but then when Kaepernick gives a whole stink about the old uh, American flag, or the Union flag, whatever the hell it was, being on the shoe, they kill it. Right. And the camera goes out again. And the camera goes out again. Damn it, that's annoying. <laughs> All right, so... Well, do you want the camera back on for this, for the would you wear it stuff, or no? Ah, eh, we'll film it. We'll film it again. Damn, that's so We gotta figure that shit out with our camera. It sucks. Listeners, thanks for staying on and listening to us. All right, so let's get into this Would You Wear It. Supreme Week Zero, like we still talked about uh, College Football Week Zero. It's Supreme Week Zero was today when we recorded the pod on Thursday. And Week One... I've been saying zero and one. The whole, I've been saying one the whole time. Well, one's coming up on Monday. Oh, right, right, right. So it's so that I close. Did, I did say it right. It, yeah, it, it's zero, one. It's... Exactly. So sure. I, I picked out three things... Um, one that is very just outlandish, one that's going to make money, and then one that's very general, I would feel, is one of the most seen things that Supreme makes. Sure. So first, we're going to start off with the Supreme Pyrex two-cup measuring cup. This is so dumb. It's a glass measuring cup. Or, yeah, that's glass. It's a regular measuring cup. It has a Supreme, it has the box logo on it, I believe, twice, and then a long ways, just the script. It's retailing for $24 and right now it's reselling for between 40 and 50 bucks, so about double your money on it. Well, you get this. I Taylor, if it's making me money, if it's making William, me money, I'm William, getting it, bro. William. It's making me money, I'm getting it. And uh I was going to talk never mind. I was going to say I got a supreme ball right here, but the camera's off. Mm-hmm. So no, you're out on this? Yeah. Oh, if you can make money off of it. It's just like it's just weird. It's definitely weird. weird, but I'm making money off that real quick. Second up, we have Mary J. Bly T. Everyone knows Mary J. Bly, so it's just a little a little picture of her, and then they have her autograph it, Supreme. It says Real Love, and then her autograph, like Mary, Mary J. Bly. Blige. You like her? Mary yeah. J. Is it Blige or Bly? Blige. Blige? Yeah. Mary J. Blige. All right, well, anyway, it's a very simple T-shirt. Uh, I believe it's retailing for, oh, give me a second. I know this. $48. I was going to say that. Um, it's retailing for $48. Go with your gut. I know, I I have to. Reselling for around one twenty-five. I'm not gonna want to do with me. There you go. Uh, So that's. I like the shirt. Do you like that shirt? Yeah, I would wear that. You actually wear that? Yeah, I would. Damn. Okay. So Taylor, maybe this Monday, bro, hop online, try to cop one. If you don't like it, sell that, make a little, make a little buck. And then the last one I was talking about, we have these Supreme backpacks. The backpacks only come out twice a season, so the first day, and then usually somewhere in the middle of the season, they'll drop them. Usually, they won't sell it right away. I was just saying, are these popular? They're popular, but that's one of those things they make so many, they won't sell it right away. Mm, but by the end of the season, of course, they're all sold so out. So we got ourselves a camo one. Yes. With the red... It's super- like the real tree camo. So yeah, we had the real true camo backpack on the far left of this photo with this, the red Supreme box logo. Yes. See, I know my terminology. Now. Yeah, you got it, bro. And we got the black, all black backpack with the black Supreme box logo. Then we have like a turquoise color. Yeah, I, would go, I, yeah, I guess so. I really don't know, honestly. And it's like a blue a, green. And, and we have a pink one as well. So, if I had to pick, I'd like the black one. Black black bag is perfect, right? Yeah, all black Supreme. I Put like it on it. the ground, they won't ever get too dirty. Like, nice, clean look. Yeah, I like it. What do you like? Which one? Do you, you like the black one? Oh, uh, I like the black. If I had to get one, I'd like the black one. But looking at him, I really love that camel one. But it's also one of those things that's so outlandish. But then again, I am the guy who has a full floral backpack. So. True, true. true. And you also did have, like, a like the you have a bouncy ball, a Supreme bouncy ball. So I feel like you can get, like, whatever Supreme shot you want. I mean, you can get that freaking um, measuring cup, and I think you'll be fine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think so. It's see, that's like you have not heard something off Supreme before. The, the, that measuring cup wouldn't be, you know, your first purchase. Like I, I, when I started out, my first purchase was just a T-shirt, something nice and simple. And then you went up to like. I mean, six and t-shirts. now I have a, hand, a Supreme hand warmer. I just sold a director's chair that was Supreme. Ah, uh, that director's chair was awesome. I have Luden's, you know, cough drops, shower caps. Shower cap. I wore the shower cap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you wore it. I wore the shower cap before. I gave one or two out. People are actually using. So that's what you wear. Let's move on. We have rebranded this. We talked about it real quick last pod. XFL watch. It was AFF watch. A AFF or AAF? American Alliance of Football. AAF. AAF. It was AAF. RIP. Uh, but now we have XFL watch. So. Like Taylor said in the beginning of the pod, they can't, uh, XFL has announced all their team names and put out the logos. I'm actually very excited for when the jerseys come out. I'm excited, too. We have all the names. We're going to you know, go through them all, mm-hmm. critique them a little, say what we like, say what we don't like. Okay, so we have the DC Defenders. No. That's a soccer team name. Is it, though? I think so. Okay. Yeah, that does sound like a soccer team name. Uh, the Dallas Renegades. I like that name. I like that name, too. Houston Roughnecks. Uh, uh, interesting, but I'm kind of out on it, to be honest. We have the Los Angeles Wildcats. I am heavy in on that name. We have the New York Guardians. I like that New York Guardians name. I think. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't know how I feel about that, Taylor. The St. Louis Battlehawks. That sounds badass to me. That is so badass. And it's, it's, uh, it's a little too close to the Blackhawks, but I like it. We have also the last two, the Seattle Dragons. Sick. And Honestly, Tampa I might root for them just because of that name. And the Tampa Bay Vipers. Now let's, look, I look, now let's look at the logos here. I'm telling you, Taylor, mm-hmm. these are all like the, the Create Your Madden logos. Absolutely. Dude, the Renegade, the rough, Roughnecks are, looks like the Los Angeles Angels logo in a sense. Exactly. And the Dallas Renegades and Seattle Dragons, I know for a fact. Those are like almost exact Madden, you know, create my own team graphics. Oh my god. If I had to pick my favorite though, I like the black the Battlehawks logo with like the the wings and then the sword in in the middle. Yeah. Are you looking up create your Madden names? Oh my god, some of them are close. It's like legit the same exact style. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty darn close. I would have to say. I'm gonna have to go looking to see. Like Yeah, that wow, that was pretty close. And LA do better. And the Vipers too, you guys suck. Yeah, the Vipers. Your letters and your name. Viper the, the logo doesn't I mean, does that look like a Viper to you? No, it's a V. It's just a V. And then the LA one was which was the Wildcat ones. Which their logo is just LA. In a very fancy lettering. Yes. I would have to say Battlehawks are my favorite and the worst one's definitely the Vipers. I agree. Now, location-wise, do you like the locations of all these places? Seattle, yes, 100%. Yes. Tampa Bay, eh. No. St. Louis, yes. Yes. Uh, New York, yeah, you're going to put anything in New York. Same with L.A. Dallas and Houston, yes. Eh, no. Maybe, you know what, I like Dallas more than Houston. Really? Yes. I don't think either, because they already have... They do have football teams. teams. Yeah, but they don't... So is the... Yeah, but I feel like New York and L.A., like, any... There's enough anything people goes? where exactly anything goes. What, DC d- Defenders? No. No? All right, so that's our that's our XFL watch uh, talk. Yeah. Logos, we'll, ho- we'll hopefully get the rosters in the upcoming weeks. Where's Blaine Gabbert and Landry Jones going to go? Oh. And where, are you going with Landry? I might go with Landry. He's an Oklahoma guy. That's I'm what I mean, right? I stick with your guy? I might stick with my guy. Okay. Now, um, we're going to go to our last segment here. Talk about the last segment. So this is a new uh, new segment mm-hmm. we came up with. Okay. When one of us, you yeah. know, whether it's me, Taylor, Producer Stone, Nurse Bill, we have a problem and we need an answer. We're going to ask you guys, our co-hosts, our listeners. For some help. Yeah, a little advice, a little help. Got it. So it's called what? It's going to be called, ah, uh, it's a working title. Okay. It's either going to be called Help or Ayudame. Uh. Ayudame, Ayudame. <laughs> what does that mean? Ayudame is helping. Spanish. God damn. <laughs> I, I can't even say it. Ayudame. <laughs> Don't read it, because when you read it, it's like, yeah. Ayudam. Yeah, Ayudam. I see, I can't. Ayudame. Ayudame. 
And you're May. Mm, that's definitely working. Help me. Definitely working title. <laughs> definitely working title. All right, so what do we got here, Liam? Liam? Uh, this is a very less serious than you would have thought from uh, the building up of this. Yes. So, obviously, I love sneakers. I've been selling a lot of sneakers to cut down because I think I have, I don't know, I have too many. Probably like 20, but I want to get down to like 10. Okay. Well, That's including the ones I'm well, like. Why, just, though? Why, you, don't, you don't want to build your, your wardrobe, your uh, sneaker collection? Well, a lot of sneakers I have are older sneakers that are beat up. So it's not even like uh, they're good enough condition to where I can just kind of save them and then they'll build in value. Like they're, I can, they're okay. investments so okay. much. I, okay. Right now, I probably have three or four sneakers I'm holding as just investments that are, I know are going to go up in price and they, as they've been going up in price kind of thing. Interesting. But the rest that are just too beat up to worry about selling or anything, I need to get rid of those. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like I have too many. Taking up a lot of space, honestly. You, are you selling any for free? I mean, maybe we can look, we can look through. Okay. Right. All right. All right. All right. So might we'll, be a little beat up, but so your your whole thing is about what are you going to move your brand to your your style of shoes? Right? Yeah. So I mean, I'm kind of moving away from the hype beast sneakers and moving more into like the classic, you know, Reebok New Balance dad shoe kind of trend. I, Obviously, there's some easy dad shoes out there I like, but yeah, I think. I think you're you're thinking too hard on this. Think I mean it's a totally off brand. I like you know Liam, Jordans, Liam, off Liam. whites. Yeah, this is intervention time, bro. But New Balance. Well, let, let me speak. Let I me gotta speak. show. Okay, you go. I'm gonna pull up some pictures. I'll show you. I think as a guy who is a young guy like yourself, who is huge in Supreme clothing scene, sneakerheads. I feel like if you wanna if you wanna be recognized as an actual as a serious sneaker guy, I think you need to build up your your collection. You need to venture out to others. Now, I'm a 1,000% fan of those. Of those, uh, those These are new, new balances. balances. You yeah. like those? What are those? They're concept. You know concepts? Like yes. the store? It was a collab they did with New Balance. Oh, my God. The colors are sick. It's like a tan color, but then it has like a, almost like a patchwork like bandana kind of You know like thing? the, the kits ones we used to look at? Yes. The purple ones? They look like those. Yeah. See, those are ridiculous. These are like 100 bucks where it's like and those kids ones are what, like two, 300 Yeah. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah, those are size. That's what I mean. Those, so those are nice, but like less, less price shoes. Cause no, like the last pair I got, which is the pair we talked about earlier, the blue Jordans, those are 200 So the, your, your question is, does Liam embrace his newfound love or go back to his old ways? So I'm going to ask you a question. I think you should just continue with what you're doing. And maybe just build on a little. And build on it. And you have okay. certain diff- you have certain sections in your closet of you have the, the dad shoes, you have the Jordans, you I think, have the okay. Yeezys. I need more diversity. Stuff. That's right. Okay. We want to bring people into this world. We don't want to exclude anybody. That you know, excluding people, you know, gets people upset and that's people right. attempt tangents. Right. We'll bring everyone in. Everyone should be friends. I, I think love so. It. And real quick. This is, they made a, a 7-Eleven pair. Those are ugly as hell. You don't, I, I love these. I don't like the colors. I absolutely them. love these. It's, they're 7-Eleven colors. It's green, red, and orange. It's not great looking, but. All right, so maybe a no-go on these, but the other ones do look bad. Yes, other ones definitely. So I, th- I think. Right, a dad shoe's in. Are you a fan of dad shoes? So dad shoes, we're, we're, we're putting into what? We're putting the Yeezy dad shoes? I mean, like Yeezy dad shoes. I would say New Balances, Reeboks, um. Not, yeah. I'm not crazy. I'm, like I'm starting to, tr- I'm, like slowly getting the Yeezy sneaker. I oh, know the Yeezy dad shoes. Like the chunky shoe, just in general. Yeah, it just looks weird, dude. It not just... the feelers. If you're wearing the feeler disruptors, the Dyna stompers, as I call them, get the hell out of here. Yeah, they look weird. But dad shoes, eh? I'm s- slow but surely. We'll get there. It's right. been a while for me. They just, you know, they're dad shoes for for a reason. Let's start out with a pair of Monarchs. Just oh, dive right in. Oh, no. See, that's where it gets too much. Should like, I get a pair? Liam, stop it. See, it would just be like, I wouldn't get a pair. Like, serious, like, oh, these things. It would be like an ironic pair. And just beat them? Just yeah, I'll wear them doing whatever, yeah. I don't know. I think you should continue what you're doing. All right. <laughs> All right, so that's our show. What'd you think? Any last words? No, great show. Great show. So we'll get some clips up. We'll, we're going to figure out our whole camera situation, which kind of pissing me off. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. So when we come, uh, so next episode will be on Tuesday. We will catch up with that.